Hi, I'm Evan Duncan, the senior pastor of the Baptist Church of Westchester in Westchester, Pennsylvania. I'm so glad you found our podcast channel. On it, we share our weekly messages, and from time to time, you'll see some other things as well. If you want to learn more about our church or see how you can contact us, visit bcwc.org. Okay, welcome everybody. I'm Pastor Zach, the Associate Pastor at the Baptist Church of Westchester. Uh, You're listening to Digging In. Digging In is one of our monthly uh, life groups that meets in person and online. And so uh, it's hybrid for anyone who would like to join every third Thursday at six o'clock. And tonight we have a very special guest with us. And I'll tell you a little bit uh, about him. I'm unsure which name to use, but I'm going to I'm going to go with it here. So um, tonight we get to talk with BCWC's very own Tom Yarnell who started clowning in 1999. And yes, I said clowning, <laughs> clowning in night from since 1999. And since then has participated in many local parades, street festivals, and various birthday parties. He visits Shriners Hospital for Children and has helped to raise money for the hospital in years past. So tonight we'll have a conversation about faith and laughter and finding joy in times of struggle and learning about someone who we love and care about, uh, Tom Yarnell. And Tom, uh, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. Could you just first, for folks who may not have had the pleasure of meeting you before, just tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is my name is Tom Yarnell. I'm also known as Fuzzy the Clown. <laughs> uh, um, I started out I was in law enforcement. I was a police officer in the borough of Westchester and worked there for 40 years. Um, I ended 39 or 30 of those 40 years, I was in the detective's office in what we called the crime room. So um, I handled all the major crimes, you know, murders, rapes, robberies, burglaries, thefts, assaults. That's sex offender, sexual, had the whole thing. I had a drug unit, had four guys working under me as a drug officer, so got into that world and so forth. Then I uh, retired uh, after 40 years. Um, how I got in, when I got out, well, a little bit before, in 1999, somebody said, um, I'm a member of the Masonic Lodge in Westchester and also a Shriner and Shriners are an offshoot of the Masonic fraternity. Um, so one day, some of the guys were talking and they said, you know, they're gonna do a, a, a seminar on clowning. They, they wanna do a clown group in, in Westchester um, and so that on Saturday, they're going to do this clam seminar. And I said, hmm, okay. Well, a couple of the other guys, we talked about it. And they said, well, let's go and see what this is like. I thought this might be fun, you know. So we went and got in there. And uh, the guy, the instructor started talking. And he said, okay, now I brought along makeup signs. You guys can put on makeup. I wasn't so he started to show us how to do it and you know we're, we're putting on it putting on the makeup uh, and I actually one of these photos in the album here was that very first day I probably won't be able to find it but I might 
there, in fact, there it is. I, there's that picture is the very first day I ever had crayon makeup on it. Mm -hmm. That's what the guy did to it. He dressed me up as what they call a white face clown. Now there's three types of clowns. There's a white face, there's a, a hobo or a tramp clown, and then there's the clown they call an August, which is uh, more colorful. The August face is, is, is kind of colorful and uh, a lot of red, you know, real bright, you know, um, more pronounced. But when we started, the guy said, well, we're going to do the white face today. And we're going to do, we'll do a couple more sessions of this, but today we'll do this. And that's what he did. He put the white face makeup on everybody. We all had this white face. And we, once we got it on, and it, yeah, that's it. <laughs> right there. <laughs> once we got it on, then we went through the, you know, they told us a few other things. We said, okay, now how do we get it off? And he goes, that's your problem. Nah. <laughs> so I had to get it off. We're like, oh no. <laughs> he said, like, you're going to have to ride home <laughs> with the makeup on. So out the door I go. Uh, it became a clown. Start, you know, I'm down the road. <laughs> and this car goes by and they're beeping the horn and they're waving. Uh, <laughs> this ain't so bad, you know. Pretty good. Uh, one of the other guys, he, he finally was told the secret. Somebody said to him, "Well, you need you need something with oil in it or grease to, to get the makeup to off." <laughs> he actually went into the kitchen and got uh, cooking oil <laughs> and put it on a rag. And uh, you should have seen that. Now. <laughs> and it was just, you know what. <laughs> really, really fun. Well, anyway, um, we did that, and they said they're going to have a parade in Westchester. It was, uh, I think, a bicentennial parade. We had a big parade, uh, and they heard about our group, and it got in touch with us and said, "Would you guys uh, like to be in the parade?" We said, "Sure." Yeah. Now, by then, there were about six of us. And so, well, we'll do that. That would be cool. Yeah. So we met up by Chester County Hospital, and the ending point was all the way down by the University on Rosedale Avenue. Long parade. And uh, we started, started down the street. We came down Adams Street and got on the Gay Street. And as soon as we turned the corner on the Gay Street, there was a little guy sitting on the curb. And he, he got up, he ran over to me, and he grabbed me by the legs and he hugged me. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> he looked up at me and said, I love you. Yeah. Like a dagger. I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> I'm doing this. <laughs> and um, I've never, I never, ever, ever forgot that little guy. Mm. He just, but I was bit. That was it. Yeah. It was like, this is for me. This is something I really want to do. Um, then I thought, well, I'd like to get into hospitals. I want to, 
you know, if I made this little guy happy, maybe I could cheer some people up in the hospital. And being a member of the Shriners, we have they have the Shriners Hospital in Philadelphia. And in, when I got into the group, I found out that once a month, the group, the clowns, could go down to the hospital and we could actually go into the room and visit with the kids. And we were the only group that was allowed to do that. So I did that. And with the first time was just, I mean, I went in that room. I'm with guys who had been there before. I had never been there before. And when I went in there and I saw this poor little kid in the bed, I'm like, whoa, I don't know what to say. I'm like, what do you do? You know, where, where are you? <laughs> you get, I was just devastated by it. But I had one of my little magic gags with me and I thought, well, I got to try this. So I went over to where the IV is hanging and the, the little machine that always beeps in the middle of the night when you're in the hospital. <laughs> I went over and I went, what's wrong with the machine? I, that little red light's on. And I said, I'll get it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and he laughed. You know, and I laughed. I'm like, wow, this is great. You know? So that was my big first thing in the hospital. So um, then we found out, we said, well, we need to learn more about this. You know, we want to get a little bit better at this. And we found out over in Seaside Heights, New Jersey, once a year, they had a big convention and they called it Clown Fest. And every year, clowns from all over the country would come to Clown Fest and the Vendors would come there, uh, Ringling Brothers Clowns were some of the vendors that came there, and they would teach you magic and birthday parties and how to put on the makeup and the different types and uh, how to develop a costume and so forth and so on. So, and then every convention on the last day which always ended on a Sunday they would have a big parade on the boardwalk there. I went I think the clown fest probably 10 years because it, it, they don't do it anymore now mm -hmm. but um, imagine on a Sunday afternoon mm -hmm. on Seaside Heights New Jersey on the boardwalk two or three hundred clowns in a parade <laughs> going down that boardwalk yeah. I mean, that's the type, <laughs> and every year they give you a picture. So this is the type group we had. That's that's what it would look like. I brought that just to show you that uh, that's the type group we had down there on the boardwalk. <laughs> you know, men and women, and we just had so much fun. It was just an amazing thing. There, there was a guy from uh, New York named Zacco, is his clown name. He uh, he had actually had a clown band that he had put together. They were all clowns, and he would lead that parade. He also led Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. Wow! He was his group 
was the only clown group that was allowed in that parade. Mm -hmm. Wow. And but he was he was one of those guys that he's in that picture, but uh, you know. So I I you know, usually I used to say when I uh I would start my talks by saying, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light. And then I would use, I would say, and there was light. I would also use that there. And then I would say, but further, he told us, it took seven days, but guess what? On the eighth day, he created clowns. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, and I have this, I wear this pin a lot. I have a bunch of these, but I had a pin made that says 28th day. Uh -huh. I'll pass that around <laughs> if you want. So, and then that's usually how I would start my talks. You know, I also tell them, you know, uh, and it was one of your questions, you know, the, I believe God does love clowns. <laughs> and I believe he likes to laugh, you know. I'm sure of that. And you know how I really know? When you get up in the morning and you go in there and look in that mirror, somebody did that. <laughs> so, and so... As I kept going to Clown Fest and, and doing these jobs, I started to meet people who were in the entertainment business. They were clowns. They were with the Ringling Brothers Circus. They were in what they called the big show, you know. And we would sit with those guys and gals, and they would tell us the stories about years ago, you know, when the circus first started and stuff they had to deal with put up with mm -hmm. uh, you know the one of the big things with wriggling was when they came to town usually they'd come on a train and then they would unload all the circus equipment from the train and use the elephants to carry and pull circus wagons and things down the street to wherever they were going to do, do the shows. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, they they started had, having difficulties with uh, people saying they were abusive to the animals and stuff like that. And that's actually what put them out of business. That PETA put them out of business with the elephants. Mm -hmm. Because what happened was, and they didn't think it was going to happen, but when they took the elephants away, people stopped coming because it, you know, they wanted to go and see the elephant and they weren't going to get to see him. And, and then it became a, you know, a financial issue and they didn't get to do it. So one of the things that I wanted to do, and yeah, Ringling had a actually what they call clown college. Um it when I started, they had just Stop doing that college because I'm sure I would have gone if I could have gone to that class. Yeah, yeah. But, I um, but anyway, 
I always thought, gee, you know, I'd love to be in a circus. So the shrine also did a circus. And uh, we, we were part of that circus. We would be able to perform. That was a three ring show. It was an official, it was, um, it was Hamid Circus. An official, they brought circus performers um, regular circus acts, high wire, lions, tigers, elephants, uh, you know, uh, comedians, you know, crazy clowns doing crazy. And then we got to entertain. We Every year, they, we would be a part of their show. So I got to be, and I brought one, this is one of the programs from one of our circuses. Mm. And then this, the, these are pictures of our clowns. The nice thing about that was the kids, every kid got a circus program. So they would tell them, get as many autographs as you can. Mm -hmm. So it was so exciting because the kids would say, can I have your autograph? <laughs> and we would spend, and the circus was three or four days. So we'd be there every day. And, and you know, it just made you feel so good. You know, these kids want your autographs. Mm -hmm. And there were kids that would come back and say, you know, I, I had your book from last year, and would do it this year. And you know, that was so neat. It was really amazing. The um, other nice thing about it, that these people from Ringland were so kind and caring and willing to share. You know, they were like, for us to have a job every day, every morning we get up and we're going to go out and make people smile and make them laugh and make them go, wow, that's to us the ultimate. And then they said, we're willing to share with you how we do that. They also said that we want you to look the best and be the best that you can. So um, the, a lot of them had their own uh, side businesses. This, this coat that I wear, now I started out, uh, where's that, what did you have I have a, in fact, I think I got it here in my pocket. The, one of the guys from Raymond said to me one time, he said, you know, clowns have to evolve. You you have to you grow you have to evolve. So these I brought these to show you. This is kind of how I ended up. This was me in the middle as Fuzzy. I've always been Fuzzy. I've always used that name, and I'll tell you why. This is my this is my very first. That's the very first costume. That, that, that's like a Keystone cop. I wanted to be a cop because I was a cop. Yeah. That's how I got the name because years ago, they used to say, here come the fuzz. So I thought, well, I'll be fuzz. That's awesome. <laughs> so that was the first. Then I went to that there. And then I went to doing like a, sort of like a tramp face that I do now. What I found out was with the white face, more kids got 
scared mm-hmm. and sort of backed off. Now they didn't all do that. I mean, a lot of them were reserved, but but it would hurt me a lot if if a child started toward me mm-hmm. and I saw him start to cry. I'd be like, oh no. And I always was cautious, and I would say, now it's okay. I'm going to go away, and I would mm-hmm. just go away, walk away. And then when I switched and went to no way facing with the beard and the other, I hardly ever have a child walk away from me. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, by luck, you know, it just worked out. You know, Ronald McDonald was a white face. Mm-hmm. And most kids like Ronald McDonald, <laughs> you know. I, you never saw him. But that, that's how he was. So this particular costume, oh, I got one in Viper kids here, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this costume was made for me by a lady named Priscilla Mooseberger, and she was with Ringling Brothers. When she left the show, she started her own costuming business. And she is world renowned with in the clown world. She's renowned with her outfits. I mean, anybody that knows the business, when they look at a costume, they will say to you, Priscilla made you that vision. I mean, they just know you just know her her stuff. So they're a little pricey, but they're very well made. They're, I mean, they last forever. And and one thing that she does, she's always aware that, you know, with, in, with the clowns, you want to carry a lot of stuff. So she would put extra pockets in and put Velcro closures in them to make, you know, to make sure if, if, if you damage this suit, you can send it back to her. She would fix it. Yeah, I, I sent it back. I actually had to get it resized. But... Uh, that that's the way she was. There was another guy named Jim Howe. Jim, and I'll show you a picture of Jim. This on this magazine, that's my friend Jim Howe. Jim's from South Carolina. He was also in the big show. He's there is a Clown Hall of Fame. Jim is in there. He's in the Clown Hall of Fame. And he's in there because of the art. He painted that himself. He was a Ringling Brothers artist. Mm. And his mother was an art teacher. And she taught him how to paint. And his paintings are like, if he says to you, if I said to Jim, I need you to, would you do a portrait or would you do a painting for me? They start about $10,000. And and he gets that kind of money for his, his work. But Jim also, when he left the show, was very aware of makeup. And he wanted to help out. He wanted to make a good line. So he did. He created his own line of makeup. Now, the makeup that you wear with clowning is not like your, you know, the... Don Stewart, Halloween type, you know, his makeup. And this, now this is a, and it comes in different, all different colors. Um, there's like 
This is what he calls a flesh color. Okay, I'll just show you that. That's like a fleshy color makeup. When you put this on and set it, now the way you set it is with powder. You take, um, it's hard to get now, um, like Johnson's baby powder, but mm -hmm. now you can't, you can't get it. So you get it, you gotta get straight top powder if you mm -hmm. can find it. We did find it, but but you take the powder and set it, and what you can get a swimful and it, it won't come off. It, it, it'll set, it'll stay there. That's that's how good it is. So Jim created this line of makeup. Not very expensive. Yeah, it might like 10 bucks a jar. That jar will last me two years because it's just a little tiny bit of it will go you know, a long, long way. The other thing Jim did that he created his own line of, of uh, and I just brought a couple to show you, but he created his own line of clown noses. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> And they're so different. I'll find one other one. Here's one. That's it. Well, I'll keep that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he made it. I said to him, look, I want to be an elf. I was like last Christmas, I was an elf. I said, can you help me do an elf? And he said, yeah. So he made that nose. And then he put that nose on. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So and they they come in all shapes and sizes. He even made me a little, by the way, for the elf costume, you know, the 20 years. He made the little tips to go. Oh, you can take, you can take those and put them like that for there, you know. But he's that's the kind of guy to do more. In getting to meet a lot of these these people, these entertainers, that they they were telling me like in the circus when Ringling came on the train, they were all be on the train. The clowns had to earn their way on the train, and there might be twenty clowns in the circus car, in the clown car. The older clowns, the guys who had paid their dues, got to sit down and put their makeup on at a, at a table, okay? But the young guys, they would give them a little, and I brought this just to give you an idea, they would give them a little mirror like this. Actually, they told me what they would do is they would take a big mirror and break it into little pieces, <laughs> right? What a way to start. But anyway, and then they would, they could not sit and put their makeup on. They would take tape and stick the mirror to the wall on the side of the rail car and stand there and put their makeup on with a, a little tiny mirror like that. <laughs> I watched the guy stand on stage, didn't, didn't use a paintbrush, nothing but his finger and a jar. In 10 minutes, did his whole face. And I mean, he was making lines, you know, like, like 
Well, you just do a line and I go like, whoa. Now, so it takes me about 45 minutes to get the makeup done. Mm. And I'm using paint brushes and, you know, <laughs> I feel like I'm cheating, but I'm really not. I mean, good. But then that's how it used to be way back then. So they actually, thank goodness, got a little, a little bit better. It's funny, you know, I never thought that I would be in a position where I'm going to ask my wife, well, how's my makeup look? <laughs> <laughs> and I never thought, who would have thought I'd be able to pick my nose and pop? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you always could have, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, one of the things yeah. that I'm really like, I think I'm really moved by is when you're explaining this, uh, it's clear how much you love people and yeah. how much you love building community and connection. And I'm just curious about if you could tell us a little more about that like aspect of your work. You've always already told us so much, but um, I guess one of the things we were talking about earlier is you're a person of faith. And uh, you said that you think God has a sense of humor. I'm, I'm wondering if you've learned more about being a neighbor, um, connecting people, or about God through the work that you've done as a clown. Uh, oh, I'm positive that I did. I mean, you know, it, it, it really enhanced my faith because, you know, when I got into that hospital and then I saw kids, I was like, uh, who's going to make them better? You know, and they get better. Yeah. You know, they walk. I had a kid told me, he said, you know, they told me I'd never walk. He was in Ohio, got in an accident. And he said, they told me I'd never walk. He said, I took my 29th step today. Yeah. Who do you think did that? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's how it is. So it made me more aware. It made me say, you need to be, you need to smile more. You need to be nicer to people. You need to think about their needs. Uh, the thing that helped that was, you know, being in law enforcement and being in a job I was in, every day I went in there, I, I listened to everybody's problems all day, every day. And then you go in the next day and the boss will be like, what are you doing about this? What are you doing about that? Uh, you know, Mrs. Jones wants to know who broke into her house. You know, and and, and I'd be like, I want to help. I want to <laughs> figure it out, but you, you can't figure them all out. You just can't. So you kind of walk away saying, oh, man, I, you know, I feel bad because I know, I know the devastation that people would go through because of a you know, even a simple, not simple, but a break-in, you know, mm -hmm. somebody, nobody got hurt, they broke in and stole something. But, you know, the questions will be like, are they coming back? Mm -hmm. You know, should I change my locks? Should I get a gun? What should I do? You know, and that was every day, every day, every day. So you do 40 years of that, and you're not getting, <laughs> you're not getting a bunch of thank yous, mm -hmm. and you're not getting a lot of, I feel good. So then you start to say, do I, what am I, am I, I mean, am I doing the right thing? You know, I'm, 
you know, tell me what to do to make people feel better or to make them smile and do that. And that's why I started with the clown stuff. I'm like, because one that from that first day, unintentionally, but intentionally, mm -hmm. I made a little guy happy. You know, people are waving at the same thing, you know. So it it really pushed me up to where you, you got to be person, you got to be happier, you know. And it made me believe that for sure. When I saw, I said to my, I know God, he's there. Yeah. Yeah, you had this thread of service throughout your life. And there's a lot of continuity of, of sort of being on the edge of, human suffering, whether it be mm. in in the experience of a law enforcement officer or in the hospital visiting people. And so you're yeah. continually drawn to those situations, even if there are these unique chapters where, you know, the second one experiencing some more levity along the way and, yeah. and bringing some of that. So it's kind of an answer to the first, so many questions you might've been asking before. But it's really beautiful. And I'm, I'm wondering if we could open up just a little bit and ask some other sure. questions. Go right ahead. That's okay. Um, so we'll start with folks in person and we'll go over to the Zoom too if others have questions. But um, anyone have any questions they'd like to ask? Lots. <laughs> but I, I, you kind of just summed it up right there. I was going to say the, and that, that question is like a beautiful 180 from like 40 years of just, that's a dark, it's dark yeah. career. And I, yes, I feel like you almost saved yourself, mm -hmm. right? And come at like, I don't know how you could come out of that and be like, yes, because the, the sun is shining today. You know, it just seems so yeah. dark and so heavy. And so it, it really seems like, um, so I, I love that. It's like, oh my gosh, you're now this light of, yeah. Are there any, um, are there any coworkers like that have like finished their time at the, at the force and then like come to clown with you as well? Or Well, one of, my, a, one of my best friends yeah. is, uh, 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 a good fellowship analyst, uh, Tim Bosser is his name. They call him Boz. Okay. Um, he, we started the same day. We, I'm laughing, I'll tell you in a minute. But Tim and I started in that parade, and he was with us, you know, the first makeup day. He's in the pictures there. Um, and he, he, he was, he's the same, you know, same way. But a funny story about him. That's yeah. If you look at that picture, it it was crazy. We we marched down the street side by side, and that little guy came off the curb and gave me that hug. And Tim was beside me, and another little guy was next to him, and he went Ronald McDonald. And he looked at Tim. So and, and Tim's such a good, but Tim said, "I'm not Ronald McDonald." <laughs> right. So. <laughs> Every job we do, if he dresses, I always say, come on, Ronald. Let's go. <laughs> like, I'm not Ronald. I'm not Ronald. You know? <laughs> uh, two weeks ago, we did a Boy Scout, um, Cub Scout. <laughs> what do they call it? Blue and Goldback. Yeah, Blue and back. <laughs> Tim and I did the job together. And we walked in the door, and they said, well, you're going to have to wait. And we're standing there. And I'm in and Tim's next to me. And a little guy went by and went, there's Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can't get around with him. But, and Tim is, he's the same guy. He, you know, he's a guy of faith and he's still got a wonderful family. He's the same, same as me. He loves clowning. He takes it, you know, seriously. And, you know, yeah. 
you just you, you never know how you impact people but it was there's a fellow named Bubba Sykes who has a ministry he's, he's down in Florida Bubba his ministry is uh, nursing him he goes into nursing and he was telling he was telling us at one of the seminars about you know you, you never know how you affect people he said I would go into this room and there was a guy there and I would win every day and I would hand out stickers um, that look like this you know a smiley face sticker right and he'd go in and hand his stickers out and this one guy he said he laid there in the bed he never moved he never said a word nothing never worked and he said, I, so I'd go over and I'd put the sticker on the mirror and I'd go away. And he said, I did that. And one day I forgot to put the sticker on the mirror. And he said, I got to the doorway. He said, this man for a year had never talked. And he said, hey, you. <laughs> he said, I looked around and said, yeah. And he goes, you're going to give me one of them stickers? <laughs> so, you know, he knew every day that sticker was there. It just, you know, like Baba said, like you just, you never know how you impact people. Just, so, more questions. Your first story about the young boy in the hospital that was responding to your you know, red finger. And yeah. yeah. Uh, Patch Adams used to tell a story. Yeah. Uh, when he was traveling as a clown and he was in the Soviet Union and they did not have enough pain medicine. He was in the hospital and they had to change this young boy's dressings from a burn, major burn. Mm -hmm. And he said, I know you don't have enough medicines to get him, but would you give me an opportunity to just go in and, and do my clown act? Yeah. And he was there for 30 or so minutes holding a, a dangling, you know, looks like a dead fish. Yeah. And, and clowning around that and using yeah. that as an article. Yeah. And this boy was so fixated on him, they changed all these dressings mm -hmm. with no manifestation of pain. So that, for that little boy, meant everything. Yeah. And it, it was really incredibly magical. So I, sounds like you've had similar experiences yeah. you know yeah I, you know every time well not every time but i i would i tell new guys that come in especially when we go to that hospital i say you know there's there's special moments that'll happen to you here it won't be every time but you'll know it you'll know it when it happens and that's what happened to me with that that guy that told me about you know they said i'll never walk mm -hmm. i'll never forget that there was another guy with me that day, and he was the same way. He saw what I saw, and he found we often talk about that together. About because we wanted to know, he said, I want to walk at my graduation. Mm. Um, and we we tried to find out because he got released, was doing very well, they said, but they wouldn't tell us. We just wanted to call and say, How did you do? Mm. Yeah. Um, and they, they wouldn't give us the information where we could call them the hospital. So I'm sorry, I can't give it to you. And we're like, we just want to say, <laughs> you know, we're praying. You know, we hope you made it. 
And then, but and they did say they said he made it, but it took us about a year to even get that answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but I tell them guys there's some special. And now a lot of them will say to me, because I had one of them minutes today. Mm -hmm. you, know, you just you just feel it, you know it. Just a good, a real good, you know, feel good feeling. So did Don't you know? Questions. I did you know when you decided to go to clown school? Did you know that it would have this impact on you? Did you, I mean, did you deliberately choose to go because you wanted to make people happy, or yes. has this sort of surprised you? Well, the results surprised me, but yes to your question because I wanted to make people happy. I really did. You know. That going back to when I was working in the police department, you know, believe me, a little thank you mm. meant so much. I mean, I solved a dollar sixty nine cent burglary, and that lady gave me a, the biggest hug in the world. Aww. And then I had a, you know, three hundred thousand dollar burglary, and I didn't even get a thank you. So, <laughs> you know, thank yous meant so much, and nobody ever realized. I don't think. Now, do you think you, you had said that the Ringling Brothers, I have so many questions. Right? <laughs> no, that's fine. You said that the Ringling Brothers clowns were very kind to you. Yes. And so, and just thinking about what you said, do you think that's a characteristic of clowns, something mm. that clowns share? Like maybe that's something that drives them to become a clown? Mm. Right. Say that again. So you said that the clowns were very kind. Yes. So do you think kindness is is a characteristic of most clowns? Yes. You do. Uh, everyone that I've met, every single one that I've met has been that way. They they just want to share. They want you know, they're not afraid to tell you. They're, I mean, they have no secrets. They tell you you know do this, do that. When when you're putting on your makeup, do this. Just you know. Uh, and I, I used to go to Jim and say, Jim, you know, what do you think? And he'd be honest. He'd say, no, we'll try this, try that. You know, he's just, and they're all that way. They're just wonderful, wonderful people. So happy with, with you know, even the high wire people were the same way. You know, like the Walenda family was at one of the circuses. Now imagine doing this. Your 11-year-old granddaughter 11 years old, going up an 80-foot pole with a platform that big and standing on that pole <laughs> and swaying. Imagine letting your granddaughter go and do that. Can you, you know? Like, <laughs> and then it was the Willemus well, family and the, the, the grandfather standing there going like, oh, 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 my. Are you nuts? I'm not in this thing. Something wrong with you, man. <laughs> you know, that, that, they're just one of really good people. I'm so happy I met them. I'm glad I got to meet them. So when you would do shows with the Ringling Brothers, you said that they would let you participate with them. Yes. So what would, would you have lots of practices? Was there like, yes. a, Oh, yeah. So how long would you have? You know how long? Five minutes. They'd say, like, no, sit out there. Five minutes? Really? Yeah. It's, you just would go out and do your thing. They had Tim Boster. They had Tim Boster doing a, a, a 
get <laughs> with them. They, they had him in a nun suit, like in a, with a sister outfit. Funniest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. and then they would say, no, just, you know, and I said, well, what do I do? And they're going like, you'll know what to do. You know, probably you caught on and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know. Do something. <laughs> Let's check in with our folks on Zoom. Um, any questions from from you all? And if none, that's okay. Just want to give you a chance. Don't forget about you. Yeah, they're probably doing the business. They're loving it. Fuzzy. Yes. Uh, every ministry, and yours is one of those, um, has some effect on family members. Uh, when you started this, or or all during this career of yours has there been any reaction from family members um, <laughs> <laughs> most of my, I think most most of my family are very receptive to it um, especially my wife I mean without without a doubt she's helped me like I said like how am I making <laughs> But try this, try what do you think? What is, so uh the majority the majority of the family uh, has been really good about it. It it's funny, yeah. You know, I'd be doing the job somewhere and I see an old friend or stuff, and you you know how you get a sense like something's not right or they're talking about it. And I and I look at them and I know like you think I'm an, an idiot. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know, you can tell. Okay. But then I walk away and I say to myself, that's okay. You might think I am, but my stage is next to a hospital bed. So you can laugh at me as you, as you want. I'm laughing with the world. So, you know, it's okay. That's... Are you still doing hospital visits? Well, COVID cut us out, and we're trying desperately to get back. They're they're telling us, hopefully this year they're going to let us back, with some restrictions. But you know, we used to go on Saturdays, and then we every Christmas we would be there. Every Christmas day, we, there'd be ten or twelve of us in that hospital, you know, bring gifts, and we would go. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're saying there's a very strong possibility that we're going to be able to go back. It's just they may cut the Saturdays out, and we'd have to go at night. Mm. It doesn't matter to me. I, listen, if I can go down there and walk in those rooms, mm. you know, I'd be I'd be more than happy to do that. That's all the guys say that to me too. I and I get calls from guys up in Harrisburg, up there in Altoona, and they they're like, "Pussy, when you guys get back to the hospital." Can we go with you? Mm. And I'm like, sure, you can go with us. So you got a call. I just got a call last week. Like, when we go back to the hospital, I'm like, we're working on it. We're, you know, we want to go back. And they do. They want to go, go with us. So that, that was the real thing that started me. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get in the hospital. Mm. And I, my, one of my best friends used to do the uh, hospital with the kids with cancer. Mm. And, uh, Man, oh man, he had, you know. We did, a, we did a camp two years ago, and there was a summer camp upstate near Jim Thorpe, and we went to the camp, and the, 
all the kids that were cancer patients mm -hmm. in the camp. What a thrill that was. Mm -hmm. That was so exciting. And we did a little show for them. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that was cool. That was a neat thing. How many clowns are in your crew? Huh? How many clowns are in your crew? In, uh, <laughs> I don't know, your job. Well, we had a meeting the other night, and there were 11 of us there. Okay. So, you know, some of the guys kind of backed away, you know, you know some health issues. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but we had 11 at the meeting the other night, which is really a plus. We were surprised mm -hmm. for that many guys to show up. Do you see young guys going into it? Um, this is my last question. We, yeah, we're trying to realize. Well, I'll take that back. You, you got to define young. Because <laughs> we, we picked up two or three guys recently, and I call them young, like Lou. How old do you think Lou is? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, we're not getting. Young, young guys, mm -hmm. but we're getting them, you know, younger than younger than me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm older than Gert, but <laughs> yeah, it's just. So my burning question is: mm -hmm. Some of us watched our mothers years ago put all that cold cream on at night to yeah. get the makeup off. Yeah, you alluded to some things that what have what product. Have you found to get your makeup off? He's asking less for time. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the the way they finally taught us to take it off, which I don't like, because the the clown people made special removers you can buy. Mm -hmm. uh, is baby oil? Mm. It's just baby oil, and you know, it'll take it right off. Or, or pizza, you take that. <laughs> <laughs> like it. Or, or, like it. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be that was also, you know, like now when we were planning, you know, you couldn't eat chicken. Like they say, well, we're gonna oh, take a break and get a bite to eat. Because if you ate, it would take the makeup off your mouth. You know. But so you had to be careful. Even if you ate a hot dog, you had to chop it in little tiny pieces and pop it in. Pop it in your mouth. <laughs> um, but the easiest way that I found, where is <clears throat> Oh, here it is. Right, right there. There you go. Oh. They work unscented, mm -hmm. by the way. <laughs> it's important. But I'll tell you, they really they really do work. Mm -hmm. you, know, you might have to do a little extra rubbing, but it, it'll, it'll take it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the other nice things about being a clown was for us, we got to learn to do magic stuff. Mm -hmm. We got to learn how to make balloons, you know. And we do we do a ton of balloons. A lot of them jobs we do with balloons, you know, then we get donations for the unit, which in turn gives money to the hospital. And then, you know, mm -hmm. we do that. So wow. but that was one of the other fun things is doing the magic. You know, it's crazy. Some of the some of the dumbest things that you would never think would, you know, would be funny, are funny. Mm -hmm. just, I'll show you one here. I gotta find it now. It's, it's hidden in one of these pies. 
I'll show you another one. Yeah. <laughs> I lost it. It's gone. It left me. Probably somewhere I put it, and I don't know where. Mm -hmm. it, where is it? Next well, here's one that I love to do. This thing here. This, this fun, the, the little coloring book. Mm -hmm. I say to the kids, now look, I went to a flea market, and guess what I found? I found they had, I couldn't buy any fleas there. I thought it was a free book. They said no, but they had this book and it said it was a magic color book. So I'm like, hmm, I'm going to buy that. So I, I took it, I bought the book, and I went home. And I started looking at it and I'm like, I'm going to color that. And I took the book and I opened it. And guess what? There were no pictures in the book. <laughs> and I'm like, gee whiz, now what do I do? No pictures in the color book and they want me to color it. Uh, then it hit me. I'm like, well, fuzzy, you dumb dumb. It's a magic book. You know, you need to say a magic word. And I say, because you know any magic words? What do you think they'd say? Have a banana. So then I say, all right, well, in the count of three, say the magic word. One, two, three. Have a banana. I like that, and I go, look. Oh, my goodness. I go, there they are. They're right there. Then I'd say, hmm. Anybody bring your crayons? And they'd be like, no, we don't have no crayons. We don't have crayons. Here's what to do. Think of your favorite color. And on the count of three, just throw it at the book. And I'd say, okay, one, two, three. And they throw it. And I'd go like that. And I hit the book and I'd go, look. Look what you did. You're coloring all the pictures in the book. <laughs> so that, you know that was. So I mean, I've been using that book forever. It still works. It still works. Yeah, it's just crazy. But yeah, Fuzzy, I want to be uh, mindful of your time, and uh, I want to affirm what our our friend Jim said, and he called your work a ministry, and it really, really is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot about the skills that, that you've been using and the ways you've connected with people. It's such a blessing. And you blessed us tonight. We're really mm -hmm. thankful for your time. Yeah, I was. Yeah. So I'm so happy that you're willing to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, That's <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Baptist Church of Westchester podcast. If you have questions, want to connect, or are looking for ways that you can support God's work at this church, visit bcwc.org. And as you go, through whatever your day may throw at you, I want to share this blessing with you. May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you in the wilderness, protect you in the storms. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Go and be the church.